y'all welcome back welcome 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 back welcome back welcome back to i hope this helps with me jen sinclair and i am here sorry if you hear echo my apartment is like it's not empty but it's you know it's a lot of space left (laughs) that i like to fill um but yeah so i was um today's tuesday right I've been going through a lot personally. Um, well, not a, I hate saying a lot, but oh my God, the, I hate when I smell gas. I'm living on the fourth floor and I smell gas, like car gas. Ooh, I don't know if I turn my AC on or what. But anyway, um, I've been going through some cha- I don't want to say I'm going through a lot because that sounds like it's negative. It's all negative. I've been going through some changes, okay? So there's some negative, some positive, right? But I know it's all for the betterment of myself and I've had some really supportive women in my life lately who has just been holding it down man just really holding it down and that sense of not being alone or that sense of you know just knowing that someone I don't believe in putting all your stress on on people because that can give people anxiety and that can that can weaken your support system but I do believe in talking things through and sharing experiences and recently recently that's how a lot of my relationships have been and the women and, the, and people that have been connecting with and reconnecting with it has been a really positive experience and they're turning all the negatives negatives into positives so um if i've seen you recently <laughs> shout out to you and um yeah so today uh this topic i don't know how i skipped this topic last week we talked about um my experience in the black church and how it kind of messed me up in the sense of dealing with people from different backgrounds and not knowing the right things to say social cues just being socially awkward and you know, how that kind of uh, went against me. Because like I said, in church, we're, we learn to forgive and forget and turn, or turn the other cheek. But in the real world, people hold grudges, you know? So it just kind of like, the Bible always tells you what to do like in terms of forgiveness, but it never shares like, what do you do when that person doesn't believe in forgiveness, you know? So, um, yeah, so right now I'm looking at my document. I write down like all my points that I'm gonna talk about in this episode. And this episode is about toxic hate the word toxic. I'm over that word, but that's the only word I can use right now. My vocabulary isn't as vast as I thought. Let me just look up a synonym for toxic. Um, but this topic is going to be toxic family members hate versus criticism, right? Um, so let me see. It's like, what did I go to college for? Uh, po- okay, ooh, poisonous. That sounds kind of ooh. venomous, violent, dangerous. Okay. Uh, let me see. It's toxic synonym. <laughs> Unsafe, injurious, destructive, destructive. Okay, that's a good one. Harmful, um, baneful, like the bane of my existence. Lethal, environmentally unfriendly. Okay, so choose whatever word you want, but I'm going to sum all that up with using the word toxic. Um, <laughs> But toxic can be all these things, right? So let me go back to my document. So, yeah. So lately I've been, so, okay, first of all, my worldview, like I kind of shared last week, my worldview is very positive. I don't like to think when, like, when I meet somebody, I don't think, oh, this person is a bad person that has good traits. I think this person is an amazing person. This person is great. This person likes me so they 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 must be nice you know they must want to get to know me you know and all these things right like i think about people being good first that i believe that people are born good and want to be good and then they learn how to be bad 
right? Um, and there's psychology, there's psychology um, like there's people who believe that people are born bad and they're taught to be good. And there's people like vice versa, like me, who believe that people are born good and taught options. And then some people choose bad and good options, right? When you're young, you're taught that, you know, you're just, you're just a baby and then you, you, you do things, but you don't know that it's wrong, right? And then you're taught that things are wrong. And then once you're taught that things are wrong, now you have an option to either do the good thing or the bad thing, right? Right. And hopefully, you know, most of the time, I would like to think that most of the time people choose what they think is good or what is good until they learn otherwise, right? But, um, so that's my view on people in general. So now when it comes to people that you're related to, these people are already whoever they are by the time you arrive, right? My mom was 28 when I came. My aunts were 23, 25, 26, you know, like the age that I am kind of now. And they already were who they were going to be pretty much for, for the rest of their lives, right? And as you get older, you see that, you know, I mean, I don't have any siblings, so I don't know how this works. But, you know, when you see siblings interact, they've been dealing with each other for years, like for almost 30 years by the time you come around. Right. So they're already used to each other's crap. They're already used to each other's the way they argue, the way people, they, they, they dig at each other and get under each other's skin. That's their game. And that has nothing to do with me. You know, you it just is it's brought to you in a sense of, OK, this is how we are like. And, you know, the older that you get, the more that you start to, you know, either meet people like them. So then now you start to have your own relationships with people that you consider friends or close friends or your sisters and brothers or whatever you like to call them. And then you guys, you, you know, you kind of start to see how these dynamics work and, you know, why your mom the way she is and now you're kind of like her too. And then why your aunt is the way she is and this, that, and the third, right? And you kind of see these traits in some of your friends and some like, you know, and you start to say, okay, I know how to do with you because you're just like my aunt, you know? like, And that's where comments like that come from, right? So... Oh my God, am I recording? I did press record, dear God. Because I do this thing where like, <laughs> I, I basically do the podcast twice. Like I talk to myself once and I kind of like talk it out and then I press record. I thought I didn't press record so I almost had a heart attack I've been talking for almost seven minutes. Okay, so lately I've been dealing with, I think honestly I've just been getting older and when you get older you start, like when you're young you, you see your mom, she's like this perfect person, right? And then when you get older you realize, okay, she's, not perfect, but she's still your mom. So what she says matters. And then when, by the time you get to my age, you're like, all right, this chick is bugging. Like, she's insane. Like, <laughs> my mom isn't completely, but she has her moments, right? So um, there are, it's sometimes when I go on social media, right? And I see people say like, yo, nobody really knows me. Or my family thinks they know me, but they really don't, right? And I used to be like, well, your family don't know you. Then your family's horrible. Like, but now getting older, hearing the comments that some of my aunts have said to me or my mama say to me, I'm like, oh, wow, my family doesn't know me either. Like, they don't know who I am. Like, they, they'll say, like, yeah, because you, you, you know you, you're going to do this. And I'd be like, I never even thought of that option. Like, that's a horrible thing to do. Why would I even, why would I, what, what gave you that, you know, that feeling that I would even move like that or that, I'm, that I was even thinking that? And it, and, it, and it hurts me because, like, well, dad, like one, you don't even know me. And two, you think you do it. And three, you're wrong, you know? So um, recently, I, like, I had a big falling out with one of my aunts and it was coming. And, you know, we, we always fight. We always fought a lot and we come, kind of come back together. But this time around, I was seeking God in, in, in some ways and I was trying to manifest some things into my life. 
And I was like, you know what? You can no longer, I cannot allow you to any, like I can, I can't allow you in your, whatever internal issues you have, what would that, what, whatever's going on with you. No, I can't allow it to affect me anymore. Because I'm now trying to start my life and start, you know, really get into my young adult life because I'm technically a young adult. But I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I feel like after 20, I feel like once you hit 25, you're probably already have at least one or two degrees. Um, or, you know, you're, you're, you're at that place where it's like you start to realize, okay, I got to start moving. I got to start making some moves. Whether that's a car, an apartment, whatever it is, you got to start making some moves, right? Some people I know that they, they were always out of their house like they were always out of their house like at a young age and to me i feel like there's a certain age where okay if you move out your house it's fine but a certain age but to me it's like okay did you move out your house or you got issues at home you know what i mean because like, okay why is it that like you are like 19 and you like live alone like that's not saying that's weird if you if you're doing it and it's like if you're if you did it or you're doing it or you you, you know whatever and it worked out for you and you had the support of your family to move out and stand up there and that's different but most of the people that i know that was on their own at that age when i was living at home there was something bad happening at home, right? So, um, so yeah, so I had to, she, like, in our argument, in, in, in most of our arguments, she likes to bring up things from the past. Not things that I've done to her, but situations that had happened to me because she's a little bit more, like, social and kind of, like, not hip, but she knows, like, you know, she knows the lingo. She knows how young people are. And she hangs out, like, most of her friends are at least a good 10 to 20, almost 20 years younger than her. So it's like she still knows the drama that people go, people might, like young adults go through and stuff like that. Like she's well connected in that way. And a lot of people look up to her and know her, you know, in certain parts of Harlem and this and the third. Um, she's a people person and I'm not. But, you know, a lot of people look up to her and know her and trust them with their kids. Like, you know, so it's like being growing up with somebody like that. You're like, OK, well, I look up to this person because of that, too. It's like, OK, well, the kids love you on the block. Like people look up to you because, you know, you help them out or whatever the case is. So it's like. So it's like, if you do me, if you say something to me crazy or you, we have an argument or falling out, it's kind of like, okay, well, we had that. But at the same time, it's like, you're such, you're such, you're just such, you're such a great person to all your other, other people. Why can I not see you in that light? You know, and you hold yourself to kind of keep, you hold yourself to hold them at that place. But in reality, they have no, they have no real business being there. And it hurts the most when you realize that people in your family who you've gotten advice from, from for other things can no longer hold that place in, in your life. And you feel like, well, damn, am I the toxic one? Am I the one that's being, you know, dismissive? Am I the one that's being distant and, you know, pushing away this relationship? But in reality, you're coming into your own truth. And then two, you're, you're educating yourself and you're learning things about yourself and, and how other people are. And three, you're realizing that there's no space for this in your life, Right. So this is, this is what boundaries are. And she, we had an argument about something that really wasn't that big of a deal. But then she started mentioning other things that was kind of personal to me and tried to use it to get under my skin and to hurt me. And that's when I realized, I said, okay, you know what? I don't know what the kid was arguing about, but the fact that you think that you could continuously bring up other stuff to, as if it's supposed to hurt me or you're trying to use it to hurt me, it's just like, okay, this is weird. Like, what is, like... So you don't really care about this argument. You just want to say things to me and curse at me and hurt me and, you know, to just, just to see me defeated. And what kind of place does that have in your life? You know, we're so quick. We're so quick to cut off our friends sometimes when we have fallen out, right? We have one, your friend said one thing to you that rubbed you the wrong way. And we're so quick to cut that friend off. But we give niggas chance and chance and chance again. And they hurting us in more ways than one. You know what I mean? But our family, too. We give them so many chances because they're our family. But in reality, it's like... Yeah, we, we got the same blood, but you're still you and I'm still me. And if I feel like that you're hurting me, or if I feel like that you're in the, like, 
your your the, the hurt that you're trying to put onto me is distracting me from things that I'm supposed to be out here getting and you know doing, then you're gonna have to kind of scoot out of my life a little bit. Like I'm not gonna denounce you as a family member, but at the same time, it's like you're not gonna have like going forward on, on this journey that I'm on. You don't have a seat on this ride. So, um, so those boundaries, right? So the boundaries that sometimes you may have to create may have to be, you know. Maybe like either sometimes it may have to be moving out or finding a new space, which I have done. Um, and what I, and that's the thing. Like the, the main reason why I was even trying, I was not. It's not so much that I don't forgive or I'm I'm still upset, but it's just the fact that I was like, okay, you know what? I feel like I want God to bless me, and I want or the universe to bless me, whatever it is. I want to be blessed, and I don't want to spend my time being petty. I don't want to spend that time trying to get you back. I don't want to spend that time trying to get even. I want to move on and I want to be happy. I choose me over whatever the situation is. So I continue to pray. I continue to manifest. I continue to, you know, try to get to that place where I want to be. And um, my dad, he he went away for COVID or whatever, like to see his family. But he ended up finding work out there. So in that, so when he found work, that's when he told me, he said, OK, well, then since I'm here, you know, for the time while I'm out here working, you can, you know, have my place. So that's the space I've been in for some for the uh, last two like one or two months now, and I've been renovating and I've been you know throwing like you know throwing things out and clean up the place and making it somewhat my own. Thankfully, I didn't have to buy furniture. I didn't have to buy TV. It's same. I didn't have to do any of that. Um, and I've been here, and and it was like okay, I was like, okay, God. Well, you know, I'm looking, I'm still looking for a place. Don't get me wrong, I'm still looking for a place because whether in a year's time or two years time, whatever time, he's gonna you know come back, but. He might not because, you know, he's looking to retire soon, but that's, you know, a whole different conversation. But it's, um, you know, I do still want to get my own place. However, um, I was like, well, you know what, God, what is this? Because I'm here and, you know, I was, I did ask for a place. I didn't really say if it had to be new or not, even though, even though this place is te- technically, I mean, he, when he was living here, he didn't really abide here. Like he just kind of shit shower shaved and went back to work, you know, um, so it's like, it may not be the newest place, but it's a place and it's, it's well kept and it's clean and it's, you know, it's whatever. So I'm just like, okay, well, maybe this is the, the stepping stone I needed. Maybe me just jumping from my mom's crib to a new apartment, maybe it's not what God had for me, you know? So I'm looking at this as a blessing somewhere, right? So hold on to that story. So let's go back to the first aunt, right? So we had a falling out and I was just like, you know what? I'm trying to get some things out of my life right now, you know? Uh, I'm trying to move on my career. I'm trying to, you know get into a healthy, loving relationship, and I'm trying to find a place. So it seemed like things were going in that, in that direction. I, I even started to, like, decorate, not decorate, but started to, because um, I believe if you're manifesting something, that you should, you should already act as if you got it. Um, that's, that's how I manifest. So I was like, okay, you know what, let me start to take care of my room a little bit more so God can kind of see my sacrifice. I was like, you know, I started to buy new um, bed linen. I started to buy storage things for my clothes and I, and I bought a desk and you know to put in my room so this way I won't have to be in the living room or be on my bed if I want to be on my computer I can just be at my desk in my room and that was like the first boundary that I placed you know so this way it's okay I don't have to inhabit the living room where you mostly are I'm in my room and I'm at my desk and it's and it's a quiet place it's peaceful and when I say peaceful I mean in terms of my spirit like my spirit is calm I don't feel anxiety I don't feel weird or out of place like I'm in my space I'm you know I bought this table this is mine and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to use my computer right so that was the first boundary I kind of set it was like okay you can inhabit everywhere around, everywhere around the house 
I usually don't need to, I can eat, I mean, I don't like eating in my room, but there was some times where I was like, okay, I don't want to be in the living room because you got TV blasting and you're, even though you're sleeping, I don't want to like, and if I, if I touch the remote, then you're going to get mad. And it's like, I don't have time for that. I'm going to go in my room and watch TV, you know, and unless I was eating seafood, that was the only time I stayed in the living room because, you know, seafood stank. But other than that, most of the time I had like chicken or, you know, rice, something like that. I'm just eating in my room watching my TV from my computer because I don't like, I don't have a TV in my room. So at the time, so that was like the first boundary I set. I said, you no longer have reign over how comfortable I am or how I feel inside. And I wanted to change what I saw around me. I said, okay, let me do my room over. Like I get myself like my room like a little mini makeover, right? So it's like, okay, now I'm happy in this space. I actually like my room again and I want to be here. The second boundary I set was just straight up not saying anything. I was just like, you know, because I realized, cause, okay, this is what happened before. It would seem like when we was cool or we was talking, we would have our fun moments and cool moments. We'd go out to eat and do all this stuff, fun stuff. But it was just like, whenever I did something wrong, it was like, um, hello, can you come and get your sh-? And it was just like, first of all, why are you cursing at me? Two, relax. Like, that's not how you speak to an adult. I'm an adult too. Okay? It was a point where, okay, I was a kid. You, you said something like that. I ain't care. Like, I was like, okay, whatever. Let me just get my stuff and go back in my room. But now it's like, now you're talking to me like that and now I'm taking offense. Because you know, when you were 27, 20 years old, you didn't want nobody talking to you like that either. It doesn't matter who they were. And my mom, she'll say things like, oh, that's your honest. I'm like, well, well if, if, it's, if, if your elders, elders are so wise, right, why do they make, why do they continuously make the dumb decision to talk to me like I'm a, like, like I'm a child? I'm an adult too. I'm somebody's elder too. So respect me too. Like, I don't care if you're 20 years, 25 years older than me. I'm still an adult. How would you feel you was, you was 27 years old, somebody talking to you like you ain't got no sense? How, how, hard is it, how hard is it to say, hey, can you come get your stuff? Like my mom, if I left something, um, you need to go get your, your shoes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I forgot. My bad. Whatever. But um, hello, come get your sh-. It's just like, excuse me? Who are you talking to? And, th- and that's what I asked. I'm like, who are you talking to? Because now it's, it's different. Now it's like I've earned things. I've learned things. I'm educated. Like, you know, there's, there's certain things that come into life that give you kind of like these badges. And it's like when you have a certain level of respect for yourself, when someone tries to tear you down, when someone tries to try you, you look at that, that's, that's where that comes from, that whole, that, that feeling you feel like, who are they talking to? And you really ask yourself, like, who are they talking to? Like, they're not talking to me after all the shit that I've been through, all, all the stuff that I've dealt with. You ain't talking to me. I got myself to this place, into, into this mindset, and I hold, I hold myself to this standard. You ain't talking to me like that. Only people that talk, that talk to me like that probably don't know me, and I don't know them, so, they, so they're not talking to me like that. Like, so it's like, who are you talking to, right? So... I had, so once it's, so it's, it's so funny how the minute I stop talking to you, stop entertaining your BS, all of a sudden now, there's no banging on the door. There's no indirect comments. There's no nasty comments. There's no cursing. There's no carrying, carrying on. My stuff has been where it's been, and now, it's not, now all of a sudden it's not a problem. My shoe's been out in the living room for this amount of time. Now all of a sudden it's not a problem. So it's like, so was you just being a dick on purpose, you know? Would you just be an extra on purpose? Because now all of a sudden, I don't hear anything from you. My stuff is everywhere around the house. I don't hear nothing. So it's just like, clearly you see that there's a boundary set. And you're not, you know, you're, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes hearing this, she'll say something. I'll hear her in the living room. And I'm just like, okay, well, she ain't talking to me because I ain't been here. Like, so, like, I've been up, I've been living in the Bronx for the last couple months. So it's like, there's no way, like, she's going off about, what I, about me. So I just ignore it and I just go about my day. Um, so... 
I um so yeah, I had to just, you know, kind of let that relationship go because it's like, yeah, you always be my aunt, but we we ain't gonna be cool like that. And it's not, and I spoke to God about it. I said, God, please don't punish me because I chose I chose myself. I have no I have no malicious thoughts. I have no negative. This, this, like, if somebody asks me how she's doing, whatever, I'm not going to say, oh, after, like, I'm not going to be like, I'm just like, oh, she's fine. Like, whatever. Like, I said, God, please don't punish me because I'm choosing to let people, certain people go. And I didn't want him to think that, you know, I'm being petty or that I'm being resistant. It's like, nah, I'm just choosing not to care. I'm not choosing not to care. I've dealt with my situation. I've dealt with my feelings, but I'm choosing to remove myself from the situation. How can we can move ourselves from people that's not related to us, when people that's related to us, we, we have to, like, stick with them or stay with them just because they're family? No way. So that was one situation, right? So um, you got to protect, yeah, you got to protect, you got to set boundaries and create your own space, whatever that looks like. So at the time, it, you know, I recreated the space in my bedroom and now I've decided to, you know, my, like I said, my dad, he's away at work. So I'm like, okay, well, if you're going to be there, you know, there and not abiding here, you know, let's, let's split the rent. Let me, you know, I'll pay the utilities and, you know, I'll claim this as my own. And then when I get on the lease, Things will go up from there, literally, because the rent's probably going to go up. <laughs> but, um, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful just to even have this place now um, while, while I try to, because it's important to, while you're, while you're plotting your next move or whatever, it's important to you to have your own space physically. Like, I didn't realize how much I needed a place just to kind of think. Like, I'll be, like, I'll be in my room and my mom will come in my room and I'm just like, you're in my thinking space. And I didn't even know that I needed space to freaking think. Like, okay, granted, yes, okay, I might be home alone, but you in the living room, you're interrupting me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I know, silly, right? But it's real. So even while I'm here, even though I'm still looking for my, like, my actual own place, I can still think, and it's quiet. And it's just my thoughts bouncing off the walls. You know, it's not interrupted by any, like, unnecessary noises. I mean, besides traffic. I mean, hey, we live in New York City, so I can always hear the traffic outside. But... It's just, it's just been really wonderful just to have this moment to myself and just to kind of plot and think um, on my next moves, right? So I created that space um, physically and mentally, and you got to protect your heart and your mind. Like I said, people will say things to you that, my mom has said things to me that was meant to hurt me. And I'll tell like one of my other aunts or my dad, and they'll be like, yo, <laughs> they'll be in shock. So the fact that they're in shock lets me know, lets me know that, okay, the way I, the way I was supposed that I felt when it was said, wasn't too far fetched. Like, cause sometimes you never know, like family members say things to you. You, you don't know to take it as a constructive, constructive criticism or as them just hating or being toxic, you know? And it's like, you hate to think that your own mother can hate on you or that your aunt can hate on you or something like that. Right. But it can happen. And I, even to this moment, I struggle with thinking like that, but people are still people, right? Yeah. We got the same blood. We don't have the same last name. I got my dad's last name, but it's just like, you know, we look alike. But we're still different. We're all still different people. So you got to protect your heart and your mind. If people, even your friends or whoever it is, that they're constantly coming for your mind, your psyche, your heart, your feelings, they got to go. Right. So here, I wanted to share something with you guys really quick. We're going to get back to that story that I told you guys to hold on to. Um, but before that, I wanted to because there's another aunt I want to talk about. But um, I want to talk about really quick what hating and what constructive criticism or concern may sound like. Because this girl on Twitter, and she was like, oh, she said she overheard two girls talking. And one of the girls was like, oh, yeah, I got to um, prove for the place. Or, you know, I'm moving into the place. And the girl was like, well, how you know? Are you sure? Like, did they call you? Like, say all these things. And it's like, okay, well, whoa. Like, and I was like, okay. And I, and I replied, and she was like, that's, that's the crazy, like, it's crazy how your own friends can hate on you, right? 
And I replied and I said, okay, well, yes, that, that the way she came off, I've dealt with that before. But sometimes I can never tell because a lot of times that type of talk comes from my fam- family members. And I can never tell if it's concern and construction, cr- constructive criticism or if it's hating and projecting. Because it's like, okay, well, I got something. You didn't get it. At the same, like, and, or I got something one way. And just because that's the way that you thought that I was supposed to get it, you mad, you know? So let's go through this. This article I found, it's not from a .org, unfortunately. Hold on, move my table up. Let me see what website it's from. It's from this website called Everyday Power. And and they have quotes, motivational affirmations, love quotes, friendship quotes, stuff like that. Books and spiritual books to kind of help you, you know, or whatever journey or whatever, you like, kind of, whatever sector of your life you need advice in, right? So I'm going to just read this really quick and give you some examples. So... Constructive criticism sounds like, this is what it does. It attacks the action or what was said and not the person. So if you did something, I'm going to come at not you. Like let's say you presented something. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go off on what you presented, not on you as a person, not your personality, not the way you dress, not the way you look. I'm going to go off of what you just showed me and what you said to me, right? So this is what constructive criticism is. It heavily, it's heavily supported by facts, okay? So if I'm, if I'm presenting something to you, you're going based off what I just said or what you know to be true, and you can back it up. Has logic and structure. So there's no such thing as I feel or I think. It's just more like I know and I saw. You know, it's, it's more, more based on that, and it's more well thought out. Um, so, like, not impulsive, Right? Um, gives a person the chance to create, to, to correct those mistakes and gives room for improvement. So you're giving, so once after you gave the, the, the criticism, you're allowing the person to then revise or revisit whatever it is that, that you criticize, right? See, look, I believe, and this is why. So I think you should like, you know, I think it's kind of personal, but it's like, but if you're starting off with, I believe, right? And this is why I believe this. So now you're getting into facts. So now I think you should base off those facts, right? Build someone up, even if it may sound a little cruel. So I guess tough, sometimes, sometimes people disguise that as tough love. But um, at the end of the day, you'll know when you're getting real tough love because you'll feel, you'll, feel, you'll feel corrected, but you'll feel inspired. And you'll feel better once the dust settles. You won't feel... Continue to feel, you won't second guess yourself and you won't feel sad after. Helps build an idea. So it's it's inspiring. Requires observation before criticism is given. So people are saying things to you and they haven't even seen what it was. That's an issue, right? And it tries to educate. So you should come out of constructive criticism feeling, you might feel a little bit defeated at first, but then you'll find yourself saying, oh, well, she did have a point here. Or, oh, um, okay, well, yeah, I see what you're saying. And then you'll feel like, okay, I got an opportunity to do better. I got an opportunity to show you that I can do better. You'll feel inspired at the end of it. You won't feel defeated, right? So now here is the difference between that and hating or, yeah, <laughs> hating, right? So attack the person and not the arguments. So and now they're coming for you and all these things that, you, that you've done in the past. They're bringing up old stuff. They got nothing to do with what you're talking about now. And you're sitting there like, what? Being biased and strongly opinionated. So nothing is factual. They're just texting whatever they want to text and say whatever they want to say, not knowing how it's going to affect you. Talking impulsively, right? So that can include projecting things onto you. You know, whatever failed goals they have in their life, they're now putting it onto you and trying to figure out how you got there and how you got this, that, and the third, but they didn't get it. Points out negatives. 
Okay, so most of the time when you get constructive criticism, you're getting almost like a compliment sandwich. It may be good, pos good, negative, positive, or negative, positive, negative, right? Um, points out negative, complete disregards the positive. That's what hating is. They, they, don't see, they, they don't see the silver lining or they don't, they don't see how you're taking, it in the, taking what you have in a positive way. Results in unfiltered and insensitive opinions. Another trying to hurt your feelings. Tear down opinions, suggestions, ideas, everything that you're telling them, they're not trying to hear it. And then it calls, it makes you feel embarrassed and helps, it makes you second guess, second guess your, whatever you were feeling and, you know, the second third. And how, you know, cause you knew, cause sometimes we know we're making a bad decision or when we start, when we're already second guessing ourselves before anybody even had a chance to, that's the time for you to reflect and to, okay, say yes, okay, why am I feeling like this, right? But when you've already been so positive, and already have other people who you know is really supportive and know that you will call you out if you're being a little too positive, right? And they haven't done that, but this one person continuously always has to look at the negative, that's not so good either. So now you can be concerned and say, okay, well, hey, congratulations, right? Do you have, but um, congratulations, that's great. This, then the third, um, what did they say about this? What did they say about that? So you can, it's, it's a way that you can switch your concerns and put it into like, if you have a concern, like, okay, let's say somebody bought a house. And you're concerned about something, but you don't want to come off as a hater. You can be like, oh, well, um, what about who's, um, did, you, did you find out who's going to like attend, to, to, attend to, to the garden or, you know, attend to this part of the house? Okay, you got that? Okay, great. Oh, they gave you a number? Okay, cool. Um, did you find out about this? Like, what did they say? Because I got a number for you if you need somebody to fix with, you, with your toilet. You know, like whatever. Like, it's, 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 it's more helpful. It's more like I want, to, I want you to see this through. I want this. You know, I want you to, to succeed in this. It should feel like the person wants you to, to succeed, right? So back to the story that I said before, you know, I was like, okay, well, my dad's away. I want to help him out. And plus, if I'm on the lease, this will give me that rapport and that credibility. So when I, when I, when I do get, you know, my brand new place, they'll see that I was paying rent, you know, somewhere, right? And I shared this with another one of my aunts, and it was just nothing but... And I sent her, like, a little list of things that I needed. Because I threw a lot of stuff away here and at my, at my mom's house. So I was like, okay, well, I was, the bed that I was sleeping on was not as big as the bed that I have now. So I was like, okay, well, I, you know, I made a little list, sent it out to a couple people, only a couple people, nobody really knows. And I was just like, okay, well, can you help me out um, just with a couple of things? And she was like, I don't want to be a part of this. This is, this is, why are you, why are you there? Like, this, then the third. And I was just like, she said a whole bunch of other negative things that's like, I mean, not that I don't, I mean, I can look at the text messages, text message, but I don't want to get too deep because I don't, like, I'm over right now. So it's just like, whatever, but... It was just like, not, I was just like, well, in my head, in my mom's head, you know, because she supports me. And I was like, well, you know, I look at it as I'm helping my dad out. I'm showing him that I'm credible and that I'm good for it, like good for the money. And I'm also showing, like when I move out, I'm also showing that I can pay rent. You know what I mean? Like I'm not jumping from my mom's house into something that, that I, you know, for the moment I had the money for. But now it's like, you know, a freaking pandemic hits or, you know, something crazy happened. I lose a job or whatever. And it's like now I can no, no longer afford what I once could. So here's like a step. I'm looking at it as a stepping stone, right? But she was just like, and I brought up, I brought up, brought up one of my friends because I have a couple of friends who also do the same thing. They're either living in like one of their parents' old apart, older apartments or they're living in like a, a condo or something like that has been paid off and stuff like that. And I brought it, use them as examples. I'm like, well, this is kind of part of, not, this is not technically generational wealth because this isn't, isn't a home. But at the same time, he's helping me save money in a way because, okay, I'm not paying the whole rent by myself. He's also teaching me responsibility and all these things, right? And I was just like, well, so-and-so is doing this and so-and-so is doing this and it's been working out for them. And she's like, you want to be like them? I'm like, I want to be like them 
Yeah, because their parents is, al- or is allowing them to inhabit a space that's theirs, right? So that's somewhat of ownership. If you have a condo that's paid off, that's your condo. You know, if you have a home and it's paid off, that's your house and you're living somewhere else, you know, you're allowing your kids. Like, that's part of, like, that's that generational wealth mindset. And I was like, why would I, I would rather live in a family member's old house and flip it or redecorate it or whatever or, up, or update it than to go and spend, my, spend all my money, you know, now I have to buy furniture. So now I can't even pay rent. Like, I already paid him rent. Now, if I pay him rent again, I'm going to be paying November rent. I'm ahead of my rent already. You know what I mean? So, but it's like now, yes, granted, when you move into a new place, you, you have to pay a certain amount of rent. You have to pay last month in the first, in the month that you're in. But now you also got to buy furniture. Now you also got to buy things for the kitchen and just in the bathroom, all this stuff. I don't have to do any of that, you know? And the stuff that's, the furniture and the stuff that's here is not even a year old. And it's all on warranty. And my dad is like, if something breaks, something falls, but let me know and I'll replace it. I, I didn't have that. I wouldn't have had that going into a new place. And I'm like, I'm looking at all these positive and this and the third, but here, but here she is like, why would you want to be like them? Why would I want to live in my dad's apartment that's not even really that worn in? Hmm. I don't know. Like, why do you think? Like, I'm just like, I'm looking at it as a blessing in disguise. Maybe God is saying, okay, well, you're not ready for your own apartment yet, but you can definitely, you know, you're ready to inhabit a, a, your own space. And I'm taking it for what it is, you know? And I'm grateful. Like, at first, I was kind of old. I was, I was like, okay, you know what? I don't, you know, I want my own furniture. I want to make this place my own. It's really cute. But I've actually started to work with the things that are here and make, you know, and decorate it, put candles up. I bought a little Joe Malone candle, you know, to fill in the spaces on the entertainment system. And it's coming together. And I have people who are helping me out, helping me to clean and stuff like that. And I'm just like, what is the problem? Like, I've kind of got lucky in a way. To me, I'm like, okay, well, you know what, God, I'm going to take this blessing and I'm going to work with it. And I'm going to show you that because who knows? God can take me from here to a house. From here to a townhouse, you never know. God gives you things and he wants to see if you can work with it. See, if, you know, you, you can prove yourself. And I'm doing just that. And I'm like, if anybody would have anything to say about anything, it would be my mom. So it was like, if she's not concerned about it, then what do I have to be concerned, you know? But it was just like negative after negative after negative. And then when I sent her the list of the things that I needed, she was like, I'll pass. And I'm just like, okay, are you passing because you, you think that, you, I feel like, I was just like, okay, maybe she doesn't really know what I mean. Okay? And, and she's, she does this with everything. She does this to my mom. She does this to her other sisters. Like, my mom one time got a job, and she got the job, I guess, like, and she was like, you know, my job, like, my mom was going through some stuff, and she got the job, and even though the job wasn't paying, like, top dollar at the time, my mom was like, oh, you're proud of that? Like, you're proud of this little job that you got? She's really like that. And it's just like, this lady doesn't even have much of her name either. So I'm so confused to why she feels like she can talk this way to people. It's really, it's really shocking because it's like, Dad, you talk, to the, you talk to your own sister like that, and she older than you. So, of course, you won't come at me crazy, you know? So, it helped me feel a little bit better knowing that she does that to everybody. But it's the fact that, like, she's still doing it even after been proven wrong so many times. It's like, girl. And even now, my mom got her degree, got a job, and then got two, got one raise and two promotions, and my aunt still has, doesn't have a teacher, her teacher certification. She's been teaching for years. So it's like, you know, listen, man, <laughs> this is why I don't try to like, this is why when somebody do be dirty or whatever, I just remove myself from the situation because if I start to plot and plan on how to get back at you or how to like to shit on you per se, then God's going to take away, you know, all the blessings that's supposed to come out of this situation. And I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be under his wrath. I don't want to be under that. I want to just move on and just continue to focus on him and focus on what I got going on. 
You know, so sometimes, you know, put that energy that you want into getting back at somebody or to kind of prove somebody wrong. God will do that through you because he wants to be proven. He wants he wants, you know, he wants you to show that he who he is in your life. He wants other people to see that. So why would I then stifle that? Why would I then, you know, I, something fell into my lap? I'm going to take it like and I'm going to thank God and I'm going to move on. Like it's nothing else to be discussed. I'm just telling you because. Eventually, you're going to find out. You're going to see my clothes is not in my mom's house. And you're going to be like, where, where, where's your clothes? You know? So it's just like, you're going to find out anyway. But, and then, you know, it, it, really, it really hurt me. Not because of what she said, but because it's like, aren't you tired of being wrong? Or aren't you tired of, like, not being right? Like, because you're not completely wrong about everything you're saying. But at the same time, it's like, aren't you tired of being so negative? Like, or being so pessimist- pessimistic? You know? And I'm, I'm a Sagittarius, so you know I'm an optimist. So I never look at the glass half empty. Um, and that's how I look at people too. I like to look at, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, look at them, you know, for all that positive. And a lot of times that does get me in trouble, um, or get me hurt. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, at least, at least I can say I gave you the benefit of the doubt. Right. But yeah, that's, that's today's topic. I do want to revisit this today. Um, it sucks because if you know me, then you know who exactly I'm talking about. And I'm, so, I'm sorry, but <laughs> It's just like, don't be a negative Nancy. Like, don't talk down on my blood. And she was like, I'm going to pray for you. I'm like, don't pray for me because you're probably going to pray a prayer that's opposite of my prayer. And that's not what I want. And she actually was like, oh, hey, are you not talking to me? I was like, I'm not that I'm not talking to you. It's not about you. Like, you, you know, spewed out some things that were really negative, And I'm trying to live not positive because I'm not like, you know, I don't abide in toxic positivity either. But I'm just like, okay, well, I'm moving on back to God, back to me. That's what I'm doing. You know, like. And that, that's, that's, you know, I, I just literally moved on. Like, I'm not, and I'm just like, well, it's not about not talking to you. It's about the fact that, like, you just decided to be negative when you know they, they like, you never, you never know somebody who, like, is just always negative on purpose. And at this point, like, now that you're older, you're like, you're just being negative on purpose. You're just saying all these things on purpose. Like, you're not even trying to, like, it's like, you don't, you, you know, you, all you have to say is okay. Or, oh, okay, cool. Or, like, whatever. You don't have to say any of this. Like, and I'm just like, nah, because people will be wanting to pray for you sometimes. And I'm like, nah, I don't know, I don't know what your prayer is. I don't know what my prayer is, but I don't need you doing the opposite of my prayer. So I don't need you to pray for me. Like, because you wanted me to move in with you. And why would I move in? Why would I go from living with my mom to living with a family? Like, I'm just like, why would I do that? Like, like I'm so confused as to why everybody had, and my family had their own place by 27, but I got to move in with another family member at 27. It's just, I don't know. It's just really weird. I'm not saying, no, listen, and don't get me wrong. I'd rather, stay, I'd rather stay with my mom than to live with anybody else. So don't get it twisted. But it's just like, and if you are with your mother or your parents still, that is, you know, technically my stuff is still there at her house, so I still kind of somewhat inhabit there. Like I can go back to my mom's house right now and go to bed, you know, and go to sleep if I wanted to. But it's just like, you know, I'm trying to, you know, we're all trying to see, like, how well this goes and, you know, what, you know, what, what have you. And that's it. Like, and so far I'm ahead of schedule, and I plan to keep it that way. Um... As long as I can. So, yeah. That's that on that. Like I said, I, I still am trying to manifest, you know, a new place. But who knows what that new place would be? A new place could be a freaking mansion. And that's what God has for me. That I'm, then I'm going to move in that realm, you know. But, yeah. when If you come in contact with these things you've been doing for a long time, don't feel bad. And if you have that real conflicting feeling that, oh, man, this is my sister, this is my brother, this is my cousin, they told it to me like this, like, oh, my God. It's like, I don't know if you guys heard that. Somebody just honked so loud. 
But anyway, if you feel like there's people that in your life who know you and they're, they're being like almost really negative all the time, then you might have to reevaluate that relationship and start setting some boundaries. You may, have to, you may not have to cut them off completely, but you're going to have to set a space where you are no longer being affected by that and it's not affecting you and the things that you need to get done. Because sometimes people can say things to you and it can affect things. It can, get, it can get in your psyche. And all of a sudden, you're second-guessing yourself when it comes to everything. Now you don't feel like you're a real adult because people always make it seem like that you're wrong. You know, or that you don't know what you're doing. So, and don't feel bad. I look at people all the time who are, like in, who are in their 50s and 60s, 40s, 50s and 60s, and they still have no idea what they're doing. Everyone wakes up every day not knowing what to do. In the sense of, like, we don't know what life has for us. All we have to do is just make the best of what we have, Right? So we're at 40 minutes, and I'm 10 minutes up in my usual time, but don't feel bad. Everyone has people in their life who they love and care about deeply that are, you know, may not be the best people, that, people that should be in their lives, and it's okay. Um, so if you want to follow me around, you can watch me on YouTube at Jen Sinclair Vlogs. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it is IHTH Podcast. Uh, Instagram at Jen.Sinclair. And then my Instagram for my podcast is at... Um, IHTH podcast as well. If you have any, if you want to send in something for advice or if you want me to talk about a certain topic, DM me on AI, um, IHTH podcast on Instagram or on Twitter. And I will talk to you guys next week, okay? Take care, talk soon, and I hope this helps.